Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm chatting with filmmaker and writer Paul Mercier about his film within a film, Prospect House. Prospect House screens at the Cork International Film Festival on Friday the 17th of November. So thank you so much for chatting with us. Prospect House is really fresh and funny and full of heart and and, and dark and interesting. The characters are really well-rounded. The pacing is really quick. Just tell me a little bit about how the idea came about. Well, uh, it started really with Anne Gately, who's the producer of the of the film. And um, Anne always had this story about, uh, you know, a kidnap in a in a in a an eighteenth century house, and it was something that she had kind of she had thought about for many years and spoke about, and in a way that kind of triggered an, a number of ideas. But in the end, this is the one that we came up with, uh, and it is, was was the one that I was kind of very keen to make, but based on on Anne's original story. So, I mean, I wanted to say something about I wanted to say something about now. It's a, it's a very general word but it's things like heritage and history and sense of place and um, what it is that that kind of uh, shapes us where we live and our understanding of a place and our understanding of the stories of that particular place. But it's also more than that. It's also about history and the, and the, how we tell the stories from our history and, and the way everything just gets, just all get mixed, all get mixed up. And um, I mean, and also it, in this day and age, the way we do documentaries about history as well, and the way we kind of pick and choose what it is we want to tell and what we want to say. And in a way, you create your own your own version of the truth. Uh, you create or you you perpetuate a certain mythology Um you have to ultimately at the end of, end of the day you have to entertain the people who are listening to you or watching what you're doing and you mix all that together in the one big pot and then suddenly you you end up with something that you have to question is it really very very how truthful is it but in this it is in the same but in another way it also has its own truth i mean i'm not a do- i'm not a documentary maker nor 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 do i in any way uh, pretend to be a historian or anything like that. I love history. Absolutely. Always did love history. I love um I love delving into 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 the past and trying to f- figure out you know how things happened and so forth. But at the same time, I, I, I'm also involved in the process of fiction making and um and making up stories. And I have in the past um done plays, for example, that have dealt with history in a certain way or but dealt with what what we call there's two words one is history the other one is backstory <laughs> and of course I'm always fascinated about what it is that people understand about the backstory and I'm also interested in things like memory so if you combine those together um you you, you deal with them when you're when you're writing a fiction but it's also interesting when you're writing what you, what you might call historical fiction as well and what exactly is that? And then you have fiction that is based on history and so forth. So in a way, all of that came into play. I just found that suddenly there was this kind of um, how would you how would you describe it? 
that suddenly all of these things you could in some way deal with or treat in this story that was in Anne's mind for so long. So we decided, well, look, look, this is the route we're going to take. We're going to work with this. We're going to get ourselves a house and we're going to get put ourselves put together an ensemble of actors and we're going to create this story. And that's exactly that, you know, that's what happened really. And talk to me about your collaboration with Anne. So she comes up with an idea. Do you guys sit down and workshop it? Do you go and take it and bring it back? Is there a back and forth, um, a reading of scripts at certain points? Or is it very much so plotted out before it, it, it pen? Like, what does that process look like? Well, it depends on the project. I mean, we've worked on it on other projects in the past and we've done those differently, you know. Um, like this would be the third film that we've worked on together. Um, but I suppose, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I would say that I might be closer to this one uh, in terms of our own experience than the others. But it, it, really, the process was a case of saying, look, um, let, let's go and write the story and then let's see how how best we can we can uh, de develop it to tell the story ultimately that we're going to we're going to tell i mean it, it you know the, the story we set out to tell yeah we kind of knew what we were going to do but what you end up with like you know in film what you end up with is can be can, it can go on a journey it can go slightly on a trajectory but i do think it's still de still dealing with the themes that we set out to to to, to create and of course Anne as well is a, a designer in her own right so she would have had a huge input into the project as well in that front. So there was a point there when it, when it was just really a case of, right, well, I'll get on with the writing now and get on with the casting and get on with the, the directing of it. And Anne had her own job, which is to get on with the producing of it and get on with the designing of it, basically. You know what I mean? In fact, that's the most important job because if, if she can't, if she can't, you know, raise the funding or create the circumstances in which we can make the film, then sure we wouldn't be making it at all, you know? Of course. So really, that would be the biggest conversation of all, you know, but also the ambition as well is just that we, we, we did it on a, on, a, on a very small budget and it was a very ambitious project, Gemma, for such a small budget. So we had to kind of take a lot of things into account um, and there were a lot of considerations along the way there, you know. I saw the amount of people in it and I thought, oh, my God, the blocking and editing of that is going to be so hard. <laughs> like, there's yeah. so much action to even have it you know, like there's so much that needs to be hit. There's so much technicality elements of it. There's effects. There's um, like period pieces. Like some of it looks like it's quite cold. There's like the welfare of people. There's violence in it. I'm like, all that is very technical and time yeah. consuming as well to to shoot. So tell me a little bit about what it was like. Okay, so I'll actually go back to the project stage and go when you're looking to get funding. Were you looking for bigger funding? Because it's it is a big, like it's a big story. Um, or were you say aiming for that level, or did you have to readjust what you were doing after, you know, people came on board? Yeah, good, very good question. Of course, it always raises the first question: is if you had more money, would you've made it? What kind of a film would you've made? You know what I mean? Um, it's the big question we always ask ourselves. You know, if somebody threw a few million at you there. Would you would you have different told a different story, you know, or just told what it bigger? Would, <laughs> like, would, would it be would it have been bigger? Yeah, yeah. would there be more people? Um, yeah, in a way, I I I'd say, yeah. What would you have done? 
Um, good question. I think we probably would would have been, you see, in a way we would we had to. Um, I mean, something as basic as the amount of time that we had to shoot. Uh, we shot it in four weeks as such at the, at the outset, but we still had another week or two to do. You know, about another two weeks that took a good over a year to do. And if we had more money, obviously we would have shot it all in one go in the time period that we had and would have been and, able to. And was that pickups or was that, say, the period pieces? Like what was the separate shooting? Well, it, i tell you what it was, actually. Um, it, it was the reality at the time, which was the, the tail end of the of the uh, COVID-19 Omicron, Omicron um, virus sp- spread at the time. We started shooting just as that was hitting the uh, that was spreading. So in a way, we had we had a we had to take a decision, which was okay. We better make sure that by the end of our principal shoot, we have the the spine of our story enough. We have the the core story with the principal, uh, the uh, main cast who were not going to be available after that as such, or for that matter, other aspects of the film, not least maybe the venue and so forth. But what we felt was well. The thing is, we didn't know from one day to the next whether we were going to be shut down. So, you know, you wake up on a day, you just hope that everybody's okay, and everybody was okay. Nobody got sick. Nothing, nothing like that ever happened. We were very fortunate. We it was well managed, um, but it was still a, a risk. And therefore, if that happened, we could have we could have been faced with you know we didn't know what what we would have. So we just concentrated on making sure that we had the main story so that by the end of that intensive period, we could at least then go and edit. We could begin edit and then decide what it is we needed to do after that. You know, so in a way, I wouldn't so much call them pickups. I, I would I would call it the follow up. They were the follow up processes. In other words, we we, del- we it was very unconventional, but the whole situation was just bizarre anyway. Um, so really what we said was, OK, what could we conceivably work on at a later date and put all our energies into now into what we need to do now to save the project? And that's exactly what happened. And because it's it's intense. And again, I was just looking at all that blocking and all that action scene because it's just consistent. It's just a sort of onslaught of movement and 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 pacing and trafficking. I just the, the technicalities of that cutting it did it present many problems or did you know you were always going to go back and do that second block so you could take liberties and say look we'll get a cut away for this or yeah there were yeah different different parts of the film had different uh, challenges yes but we, we we were fortunate by the end of the principal shoot that we could put together the film to know what it is that that was missing you know, we did. You, you don't know what's missing until you actually get into the first stage of the edit. And uh, Eamon, Eamon Cleary, who edited the film, um, he, you know, he was great. He was great. He, he was able to assemble it in such a way that we could say, OK, we, we, we knew what, what, what we knew then what what it was that we needed to do. Uh, but we also knew what it was that we, we could afford to do as well or could not afford to do. And, you know, decisions get made along the way. But I mean, there was another layer of narrative that had to go into the film as well. But that could be done without it depending on a huge cast as well throughout the whole film. So um, 
Yeah, it was challenging. I have to say it was very, very challenging because, I mean, not least because, uh, you know, in terms of location, but also in terms of um, season. You know, I mean, we were going in and out of season as well. And uh, but they were a great, great cast and crew, great, great ensemble, you know, and they they gave it their all. They really did. And they were very, very supportive. And so we were delighted. We were lucky. And it's strong. It's very strong writing and it's very, it's very layered. I'm just very curious. So you, as as a writer, as a director, there's not one thing you do. You do everything. You do kids programs, Irish language, English language, playwright, plays, comedy, darker projects, um, gritty crime, which I was like for this. And this is something that I, I, I as a viewer would even struggle to classify. It was like, what would you define this? And and what say when you were kind of coming into this, maybe looking at funding, maybe in your own um mind as a director, kind of chatting with DOPs, what would your comps have been for this? Like what, what would it have been like? Yeah, I that's a very good question. Hard to know. I mean, in a way, we're kind of uh don't know, Gemma, how you would kind of classify it. I mean, I I, I would call it a satire such yeah yeah i mean what kind of a satire is it is comic satire or what is it or it's it's satirical but it's it's not but at the same time i didn't very want dark to like there's a dark theme <laughs> yeah. in it as well where you know I, I think that that element of rewriting history and the role of women and how they were perceived and that like the subtext of the trauma it was all it's like but i do think things like that sit well within humor because it makes it much more interesting to explore themes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. <clears throat> yeah, it, 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 the tone of it. It's, it's interesting, actually. Yeah, it's hard to know. Um, I mean, at the same time, I didn't, I didn't set out deliberately to say that it was. Look, you're going to watch a satire, which means you're going to have a bit, a laugh or two, and it's going to be, you know, going to challenge. I didn't. I, I. It's almost like. I didn't want people to know it was a satire until they watched it. It was almost like I didn't want to announce that it was going to be a satire. But it's a very earnest so, satire as well in in, yes. in ways. Because no, no, of that's, the, yeah. So that people would come out and say, hold on, was that a satire? <laughs> I don't. Um, but anyway, that doesn't that doesn't change um, in, 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 in terms of categorization or uh, genre. Um, but you see, in a way, uh, it's it's how would you say it's looking at all of those genres as well within itself. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 they're trying to ask themselves what kind of a genre it is that they're making. You know, um, but like I say, it's it's a mix of a, a, a modern day documentary and and modern day historic historical drama do you know what I mean like as we tell them yeah, I just yeah. I just you know uh, I always have a thing about historical drama when I watch it I mean you kind of ask yourself uh, to what extent is any of this going to be apart from the costumes and the, and the setting and the so forth I, I mean I find them fascinating but how, how true are they you know what I mean it's, it's always a question I have in my head how true Particularly, particularly when it's set in another country and everybody's speaking English. <laughs> I love those ones. I love I love those historical dramas when uh, 
when uh, all all the denizens and the uh, the, the the court of Versailles are all speaking perfect English and things like that. It's it's just and yet and yet the detail, the 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 the, the execution, the the research is just it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's like watching Napoleon that's going to come up. I mean, I I I I can't wait to see something like that. It is just the scale of the epic of the historical epic. But then you're you're asking. I just find myself asking questions all the time. Not not a judgment on the on, on it as a piece of filmmaking as such. It's not that. It's just that at what point is 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 the story purely for the sake of telling the story as a, as as a cinematic exercise rather than actually giving us uh, um, an understanding of 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 history, an understanding of a of a of people and character, and and the reasons why things were done, you know. Yeah, I just find that very interesting. It is, but I mean, there's. I would be of the opinion that there is never any truth. That everything is so subjective. I mean, you can get as close to the truth as possible, but is it not? the emotional truth is more important because everything yeah, is so subjective subjective anyway and actually you touched on something very interesting there and it was about language and um, so obviously language is important in your work in Tupperware you had like a bunch of them, <laughs> tourists and Irish language um, speakers how does that influence your work and your writing and um, you know like working in a different in a in a different language essentially like you know going from writing in Irish to English do you feel like it changes the way that you would look at the subject matter or characters yeah uh, what i would say is that i'm even though i've worked in the irish language and i've and i've worked with people uh, other actors in the irish language and um created work that way i'm not an irish language writer you know i mean i i okay i i, I can work in irish and uh, i can i can make i can make work in the irish language no problem but I'm actually not an Irish language writer. And, in, 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 and when I say that, Gemma, what I mean is I'm not expressing, I'm not ex actually expressing myself through the medium of Irish because that is my 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 language as such, or that's the way I think or feel. But that doesn't, that's separate from having an emotional attachment to the Irish language as such, yeah. or having a, a feeling that the, 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 that the language, that to, to in some way, enable the language to do things uh and like in the case of africa to, to the the ambition sole ambition there was to create a, a teenage a teenage drama that could stand on its own two feet in the irish language and and uh in some way entertain and reach out to a generation of people in the irish language and and for me, that's enough. That and I can work with the language in that particular way. But I do think that that's very, very important. But then there's it's different from somebody from maybe from the Gaeltacht area who, who's who who whose whose language it is and who expresses themselves in that language. Uh, that's a different thing entirely. So, it's not that I have a. So therefore, if I if I'm writing in English, well, I'm I, I'm writing in the language that I was that I was born with, you know what I mean? So that's, and that's, that's what I think, how I think and so forth. Um, so it would be a different experience. And I would, uh, I, I, I've, you know, I, <clears throat> depends on the play really. It depends on the characters. Um, and in this case, 
it really is about um trying to find a a a, a way of getting the language to both tell the story that is going to be told while at the same time dealing with all the personal relationships and all the dynamic that is going on at the same time. So it was a tricky, it was a tricky project. All right. You know, tricky one to do. And, and what's very interesting, actually, when you touched on Africa and your other work, and then even I didn't realize studs was you until I went researching for this. I saw that many years ago when I worked in extra vision um, that you're, you just span all the genres so, and really get into them and do things that are so akin to them and 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 speak in different languages in terms of um the 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 language of cinema when it comes to say yeah gangster a gangster film versus comedy is so different like it's such a different format it's such a different um pacing it's it's different character development um just how do you like First of all, why do you feel you do that as as a as a writer and director? Is it just this is these are the themes that consume you and this is the form they come in? Um, is it just that's what the like? How, just what's the? How do you jump from why 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 why, why, yeah. why do I do it? Why? Like it's so satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> would I pick? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like an idea, an idea can take hold and. You start working on it, and um, and before you know it, it 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 gets to a point where you can. You, I mean, look, I mean, the thing is, if you the, it's it's always important to to know why you're doing it, um, and there's always a, a reason to you know to want to tell the story and to keep to keep that alive because at the end of the day, then if you lose that. It can be very, very difficult. So I, I always have to be emotionally involved in it, and that can sometimes, and that in a way, uh, really can influence the way you you write and the, the actual type of writing that you do for it. But like, but also as well, Gemma. I mean, sometimes um, there's all there's this kind of. I mean, our, my my original experience is 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 in is in theatre, and. Um, so when you're writing for the stage, it's a different experience than writing for the film. Um, and I, I found that, um, I found that out when I started doing doing film. How do you perceive that? What would be the main differences you would see? Uh, I suppose the obvious one is that you know film you should show with the visuals uh, rather than telling us. To, to, you know, you know what I mean. In theatre, it's I mean it's, it's the same idea. If, if if there's a battle going on, it's going on off stage. So you describe the battle as Shakespeare did so well. <laughs> you just describe the battle. You don't. You, you ideally don't bring the battle on stage, and it's much more effective. And um and in a way, um, in a way, theater. That's the power of theater. It's it 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 tunes. It it, it works on the on your on the audience's imagination. And and gets the audience. So so in other words, I mean, what I think is, I, I I still find this fascinating that that in a theater you could have a hundred people in the theater and somebody's telling a story about what happened off stage, and those every each one of those people in that audience has a different picture of what of what actually happened off that stage. And I I mean I talk about a visual picture in their imagination. You know what I mean? 
whereas in in film, the hundred people are seeing what you're showing them on on the screen, which I it, to some extent, you know, okay. Now that's not just. I mean, that's a very kind of very crude way of putting it. But you you're mindful of the fact that when you show something, um, it's different from when you suggest something on, on stage, and of course you suggest things on stage with language. Or you 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 take your audience on a on a journey on stage through the use of language. Yes, there is visual, there, there is performance, there is vi the visual journey and so forth. But essentially, it's it's about it's about using language for me anyway. So it's about it's the budgetary constraints then that exist in film and the physical constraints of having to present it in a in a visually truthful way is a bit more restrictive. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. It can be. But you have to look. I mean, again, it comes back to your question about, look, if you had all the money in the world, what, what kind of a film would you end up making? You know what I mean? And uh, the chances are you, you'd make a disaster. You could it could be a disaster or it could be or, or it could be it could be far from what it is. You actually uh, it, it could be far from what it is you actually originally set out to make. In other words, um, Sometimes it could be. Now I'm just saying it could be. Sometimes, sometimes saying it less with is best, or having to to confine your or limit your 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 um limit your space or limit what it is you can do. But at but but then it has to be an artistic choice. You have to say to yourself, okay, I'm just going to limit my place, my story to a particular location. I know not going outside that location. Okay, but if you had all the money in the world, would you go outside that location? And you the question so you have to answer that question. You said no, I wouldn't. Why? Because it actually it actually ben my story benefits or the, the visual experience benefits from the fact that you don't go anywhere else and you stay where you are you know because that because maybe claustrophobia is is is, is what it is that you want to create or a sense of entrapment or a sense of of limitation or or a sense of place a sense of location you know and so film does raise all of those questions as, as well it's just that in in theater the stage is all you have and you have limitations there too and you and you have to make decisions about is less best are you going to go the Beckettian route and just have nothing on stage whatsoever are you are, are you going to go in a more kind of operatic mode and just give it give it the full welly you know what I mean which is best for the story you want to tell but ultimately at the end of the day what is best for the for, to enable the audience to go on the journey with you and and the and the more you can do to enable that the better and sometimes the less you show the better so that you're and trust your audience because to, to go on that journey with you as long as you as long as as they say um you know um you 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 you, you, you you give the audience the information or the, the 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 visual information to allow them to go on that particular journey. So I mean, it really depends on the project. Um, but having had the experience of theatre, uh, really does I I feel in my case um, help to for to to examine or to interrogate that as you go along. You know, 
but it's not a case that I've just come to it like some other other artists will have just done nothing else but but film and I find it fascinating talking to them particularly editors and people like that um who who have no experience of theater at all and they just they just look at it purely as 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 uh, the vocabulary of the visual it's really that's what it is or the language of the visual what are you saying here and you you could be in an editing room and they'd say something to you and you, and they would question what why that is there in the first place or do you and to be honest what editors do quite well more than anybody else is is it really necessary yeah. <laughs> do you need that you know i find that fascinating yeah you actually know? the picture tells a thousand words sometimes the communicate the non-visual communication is 10 times more powerful than the Absolutely, dialogue yeah. when you see it on that screen like those wordless shorts are the ones with with minimal wording sometimes they yeah, can just really I mean, fascinating universally yeah. speak to the to the soul um i do i do find you one of the things the prospect house does very interesting and i'm just wondering how much of this is borrowed from truth is sort of take a playful look at the at the building of art you know like it's it's that meta a film a film within a film a story within a mockumentary a story within a film within a mockumentary and and we're we're watching these um collaborative uh, creatives kind of work together under these high pressure kind of situations to to work out their own arcs and then to create something as a whole and i'm just wondering when it comes to those dynamics, the power dynamics, the personal dynamics, is that sort of borrowed from truth? Like, do you when you when you're creating characters like these and the processes that they're going through, do you kind of like cherry pick little bits of facts? Are they are they completely fictionalized or is there, you know, kind of subtle bits of yourself through them? Yeah, that's your question, isn't it? Are we writing about ourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want the, I want yeah, the dirt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you put it very well there, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I suppose we do. I mean, we, <laughs> we all write from experience. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, in in a way, and and also, I mean, that that sort of um, the nature of those relationships or the, the the dynamic that you have when you're creating something, you know, um, Particularly when you're when you're putting a story together. I mean, in this case, they really don't know what story they're telling as such. Um, and it, of course, it it raises another inch as thing, which is the diff uh, that is different quite often in film. Uh, that I found is that when you when, when you're doing a play, or when we, particularly when we were doing work with the Passion Machine Theatre Company and any other work for that for matter for the stage, you're 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 working with actors, an ensemble of actors and the crew over a, a period of time. That could be anything from four weeks to five weeks or whatever. Okay, and the process of creating your story. Um, well, I mean maybe the. The process that I, I like is to be able to actually do it with, with, with the actors, work it through. And and uh, the, the, the story is evolves. Well, not so much the story, but the script evolves. But there's a sense of ownership from the cast and the ensemble, uh, a great sense of ownership from it. it it's get, they're getting it under their skin over a period of time. So that when you when you get to the when you get to the um, 
maybe the first night of the performance or your dress rehearsal or, you know, whatever, you're down to shorthand. And then you, all you have to do is just mention, you you, you mumble, you, you, you grunt a, 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 a line and they know exactly where you are. They know what you're talking about. It, it, they, they know every aspect of it. So it's, it's a communal thing. It's a collective thing. Uh, it's an ensemble thing. And what, what threw me when, when I started making film was there's none of that. <laughs> there's none of that because you can't afford it. And that's where the, that's where the extra million would go um, for me uh, is to be able to spend six months or six weeks or four weeks with with the cast before you even go shooting. That would be that would be absolutely magic. But the reality is that what you have is a very limited amount of time, partly to do with the fact that it's the, the people's availability is is limited too but you um partly to do with the fact that you're working on a location uh and what happens is that you know you, you the one ext- one extreme is that you could have an actor turning up on the day and really that you've got to explain exactly what's what's going on that has happened what's going on and then shoot it and the actor has no involvement whatsoever in how that gets edited, how where that all that is going, and you have to ex- kind of explain that, so that they kind of know what it is that they that they're working to. They they don't know. I'm sure there are, have been situations where an actor did not know, does not know what's happening before that, before that, or did somebody say something about them, or are they talk who they're talking about? They probably don't even see the other person that they're talking about. And and I would say. In their defense, this is a very complex narrative where sometimes you'd be like, oh, yeah, that that's indefensible showing up if they have the whole script. But actually in this, it's deeply complex and so nuanced. It's, you can totally picture them going, actually, what's the inference of this? Yeah, that's bizarre, you know. Um, and uh, so I find that. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, that it, it is it, that it is it, it's challenging. It, it is challenging. But it but all I'm all I'm saying is. It's it's the difference between the it's the difference between the two and 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 what you have to do you have to be very careful that you don't uh go, go you, you don't start relying on what is your theatrical instinct or your theatrical experience in creating something in film because film can be merciless in such a way that really sorry you've got half an hour to do this and that's the end of it and uh, your light is failing good luck to you and that's it you can't come back the next day. As you might do in a in a in 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 theatre, come back the next day. That, that, that can we that, can we rethink this? So it's fascinating that way. And so it's in a way I I I wanted to some way kind of capture that, um, what capture elements of that in in the in the story of these people who are trying to put their own version of events together for their own for their own project. And okay, so with Prospect House as well, because it's so different from your other films, can you tell me a little bit about what the lessons were that were learned on this one? Uh, <laughs> well, the big one, one of one of the big one of the big lessons is to to make sure. I mean, what we wanted to do was we wanted to provide a lot of uh, experience for people who would not have normally had that experience. Um, and so therefore, there's a lot of new talent in the in the project, working in the project. Um, what I would have, what I would do in future, if we were going to do something like that, is I would try and make sure that we could give 
more time to workshop in advance. Not 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 that people weren't uh, good enough or anything. No, no, nothing of the kind at all. It's to be able to. It's, what I found was that I underestimated how people who were coming new to the process really needed time to understand how the process worked. Yeah. So in other words, if, if a, a young a young person who wanted to do a particular type of field of work in film, rather it would, it would have been great if we had more time to be able to say, to spend spend time with them, to give them an idea of what to expect so that they could learn quicker and become participate even in a, in a richer and a more uh, deeper and, and in, a, in a deeper way. So th that's one thing I would love to do. Um, um, uh, God, a good question. I, I mean, I'm not even at that stage now, Gemma, where I could look back because we've only just finished it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, get more money. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's always, I don't think anyone is like, that's enough money. God, this this love budget film was just so easy to shoot on this domain because it's such it's such an expensive process. Um, was this because did you feel like this was a more complicated project to shoot than your other films as well, given the nature of uh, a how we, filming and COVID and the group scenes, or is it yeah. just different in different ways? It was just different, really. It was very, very different. Different challenges, I have to say. Yeah, but no, I mean, it was, it, it, it worked. There was a great, a great bunch of people. And um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's always different. It's always different. It depends on the project. It depends on the location. It depends on the circumstances. Obviously, we had the, the added factor of, um, of Omicron and uh, COVID in the in the background looming in there so we, so you had to work you had to work in a different way you had to you know different process um had to take all that into account uh but yeah i mean i find that every every project is just a different challenge really i mean i love the challenge um and i love i love doing it but um and we always learn but like i say i don't exactly know what i've learned from this one yet it takes a while to process therapy helps <laughs> the um tell me about the what's what's next now on the cards i normally don't ask that because it's about this project but i'm just so interested in your tra trajectory and all the different roles that all the different types of projects that you've taken on i'm just wondering after this do you maybe go in a completely different direction is there something that you had on the back burner that you're taking out when like how do you decide what your next one will be well, you you sometimes those decisions can be made for you. I mean, it, it does depend on how you're going to be funded. I mean, we have do have a number of projects we would like to make. Yes, um, myself and Anne have have uh, about three projects we want to make, but and we're we're working on them all the time. I mean, it's not that it's not that they. It, it, the process, the the process of creating the work is also very very important. But it, it, but what 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 project we actually go with next is really going to be determined by what funding is available for that particular project, um, and the circumstances in which it happens. So I mean, we do have other projects, Gemma. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not I'm not at liberty to say uh -huh. right now 
what those are. I mean, it, but they will be very, very different from what what we've just made. <laughs> I tell you that much. Like, do you do you kind of feel as a writer thematically, you're just drawn in different ways at different points? And if you've kind of completed one project that's so based heavily in this one area, are you kind of leaning to you know have a bit of a what's that? What's that when they plant different crops in different fields? At different oh, years, yes. you know, like like yeah. leave your leave the the field grow fallow and work on something totally yes. different. The rotation, so that the, like the rotation process with the potatoes, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I f- I find that um, sometimes projects can 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 grow, they can mature. Sometimes you can um, you can put them away and um, find that you've you, you you when you come back to them that you might have a different perspective or you might approach the subject matter differently i mean that that in a way is what kind of happened with prospect house it, it kind of grew over time and um, i also feel that it kind of it was finding you can get locked into a way of telling a story as well you can get locked into what the what you think your story is about and sometimes when you get away from it, you can say, ah, ah, no, no, it's there's something else going on here. Or you just might have the confidence to pursue a particular angle with the story. And so, I mean, over over time, you you kind of you you, you give you 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 do give the projects time to to um to filter to some extent, but also to 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 develop and uh but whether you make a decision, I don't think it's a case, Gemma, that you'd make a decision. I'm never going to go near that subject, that type of theme or that type of genre ever again. It's never really about that. It's more to do with what what the what the film is about. It's essentially what the film is about. Um, and if if in a way we'd like to do a story set in the west of Ireland, for example, which is one of the projects that we, that we have, um, about a, a coming a coming of age story. That's what the story is about. It's about it's about children coming of age, and and we're very passionate about that. But we're also passionate about the fact that the story is set in a particular region, and we're also passionate about the fact that it's about a, a particular experience, and and also it may be becoming a metaphor, or in some way being a universal story that can speak for all 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 children and families anywhere anytime any place anywhere so really those essentially that's essentially what it is so what happens then after that is how how you go about telling that story is going to be determined by number one how much money you have yes um skinny car and and yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and then you say this is the this is what you have now now bring everything to bear on 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 the circumstances and the way you're going to tell it, and this is what it's going to be, and uh, you work with that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, but we do. It's not. It's not that we. It's not that we're kind of saying no. We don't want to go there again or anything like that. No. No. Yeah. That that. But I mean, it's such an interesting process, and again, it's just it's more so if if something is too dark or too heavy, do you have to you know, or like, are you instinctively drawn to take something lighter? more so specifically especially when at the moment there's a weightiness to everything you know like does do do those things impact 
on your psyche and then does that influence the writing sort of that I think that was what I was trying to ask but you oh yeah well, there is, well actually you know you're right there Gemma. yeah there is that and there's also the fact that there is an industry out there as well that's kind of just some way intimating or communicating to you that what it is that, that they think the audience wants or what, what or what's in vogue or what appeals to an audience that's a tricky that's a tricky affair because in a way that's all tied up with the funding as well and there's also the other thing which I find interesting is the is the idea that that sometimes you're kind of aware of the fact that it has the story already been told, or you might be told that you're, that that's already been done, or uh, and in a way you're, you're kind of navigating that as well, you know. Um, I mean, look, uh, it's it's it sometimes it's it's not so much the story you tell, it's how you tell it, and why you tell it. Um, and you, 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 we're just, you know, we're just dealing with those, that dynamic all, all of the time, you know. Um, you, were, you were saying earlier that you bring yourself to every thing, project that you do, that there's part of you in it and your perspective. And I suppose that's the thing that makes it different. Oh, yeah, it has to be. I, I would yeah. find it very, very difficult to do a project that I wasn't actually um, in, 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 emotionally invested in or didn't want to. Or if I'd I'd have to feel that the project is is it has a has a good reason for to be made for a start, but also I I feel that uh it it needs it needs this it needs to be about something it needs to say something I really would feel that yeah I would have very difficult difficulty great difficulty doing it otherwise maybe not maybe not I mean look but I no I, I what I would say is no I mean like that's that's very. To be honest with you, no matter what you do, you'd invest yourself in it. If you if you were going to do a good job anyway, you'd want to. You'd have to. I mean, otherwise, yeah, why bother? You know, yeah. unless obviously you, it was just basically down to to make to making a living, which is <laughs> which is the you know. I mean, you have to take that into consideration as well. You know, I I think I I'd, I'd say especially when it comes to writing specifically, it's not it's not necessarily known to be the most lucrative of fields <laughs> even no. if you make money unless you do the 50 shades of gray murder mystery and even then it's saturated like it's just it's not it's not the money bit at all i think that's what everyone has said to to me at every point where it's like just you'll never make a living at this or if you do it'll be no, from something I mean, else no i mean you never yeah i mean you you, you can make you, you can make you can you can make a you know you can make so, a, a living yeah but if it's if you're just doing it for the money no. that's a different thing entirely that's you know no um but and yeah. are you are you looking forward now to watching this with audiences are you looking forward yeah, to, I mean, I'm, to I'm, getting I, to I, I am i am Gemma, I have the to say, yeah 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 because it's 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 only then that you kind of understand they they did that, that i mean that's what i was saying earlier on i mean the process it's it's still the journey isn't we're still on the journey we just don't know what what way it it communicates to an audience as such or what way people take to it because we're like that with it like i mean you you know you're dealing with it. so and it's it's a privilege it's it's fantastic it's, like, it's it's wonderful to be able to play you know to show something to people and and um and we're de delighted to have this opportunity to do it for the cork international film festival it's great Fabulous. Great. Yeah. You know.
And yeah, it's, it's a great, it is a great audience and it's a great festival. So yeah. um yeah, we'll we'll put a link to the tickets in the description. So if anyone is looking to book their tickets, uh yep, just just click the link when it's attached below. But yeah, no, I'd I'd say definitely one for the big screen because it's so fast paced, so full of fabulous performances, nuance, layers, effects. Um, like it, it. I, I just think it's it's something that's so unique in tone and and texture and place, but but something that's so distinctive and and really a joy to watch. So thank you so much. Thanks very much, Gemma. Thank you very. That's very kind of you. Mm-hmm.